What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchful News. It's Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what we're listening for in President Joe Biden's State of the Union tonight. Number two, what to expect on the foreign policy front. And number three, Investigation Nation, the latest on today's hearing about the border. All right, Jake, let's get into it. All eyes are going to be on Washington around the world uh, this evening as President Joe Biden addresses the union with his State of the Union. Uh, we have this morning in this in this morning's Punchable News AM a look at what we are listening for in his speech tonight. You know, Anna, the State of the Union is just really the day that everyone comes to our place of work, which is like... It's a very get off my lawn moment for for uh, Hill regulars. So, um, you know, whatever. Um, let's talk about let's talk about what we're listening for tonight. I mean, a few a few things that are that I think are worth mentioning. Last year, we asked the question, can Biden turn it around? Um, and I think in many ways that question is still operative. This is the first time, you know, Biden had a pretty decent year, right? Unemployment is low. Inflation is slowly cooling. COVID-19, while not over by any stretch of the imagination, is certainly um, less of a an emergency than ever before. Um, uh, Biden's got... Uh, the, a gun bill into law, infrastructure, chips bill, a huge spending bill on the Democratic side. Um, they didn't lose the House by nearly as many as people thought. They kept the Senate against what some people would say are, were long odds. Um, the their, His opposition, the House Republicans, are pretty weak in the sense that they have a small majority and a speaker who just barely squeaked by. But Biden's poll numbers are still pretty weak. Um, 39% of people think the State of the Union is somewhat strong. 37% want Biden to run for re-election. And um, those are not great numbers. So do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, that those dynamics? Yeah, I mean, this has basically been a lot of Biden's first term, right? He's gotten a lot of things done. But when you look at the overall polling, uh, he, he's underwater, right, uh, with a yep. lot of Americans. And this is I have a hard time seeing tonight's speech speech changing that. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that Biden? Why do you think that after all of these things he's done and um, uh Things that, by the way, these poll numbers do indicate that even Democrats don't believe the State of the Union is strong. So it's it's not even that his base is not with him. Why do you think that? What do you think? What is your theory about that? <laughs> I mean, we can we could talk about this all morning. I think honestly, but we shouldn't. I, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. But I will, I'll just say briefly. I mean, I, I you know I don't know. I'm not in uh, across the America. I think I'm, I'm probably not the best positioned person to understand why people across this country don't necessarily have uh, have a shine to President Joe Biden. I would say that's been a tough 
few years for America. I think the bigger question is, do Americans feel like they the 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 next generation is going to do better than they they are doing? That their their children have a, are set up to do better? And I think a lot of people across this country don't feel that way. Whether that's Joe Biden's problem or or, or you know he's responsible for that or not, I think it's a manifestation of a larger sentiment of frustration with um, kind of politics, with big business, with institutions, certainly with the fourth estate that, you know, kind of he has he's run up against. Yeah, I think that's right. So let's talk about some of the things that we're watching tonight. Could Biden's good news break through? Uh, This is kind of what we just talked about. That's number one. I mean, he's been unable to break an 18 month string of negative approval ratings. He should get a little bit of a bounce from the State of the Union as long as he, you know, um, uh, does decently. So we'll have to see about that. I mean, um, the White House wants to change the tone and 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 uh, we'll see if they can. Here's what I call the pie in the sky to achievable ratio. Every president um, tries to convince Congress or at least calls on Congress to do things that they'll never do. Um, uh, Barack Obama called for, you know, uh, a variety of things in front of a Republican Congress for the last six years of his presidency that he knew would never happen. But what is that ratio between what he can do and what he what Congress is willing to do? Uh, there already are some indications that th- that he wants to call on Congress to pass a billionaire minimum tax, not going to happen, or make stock backs more stock buybacks more expensive, also not going to happen. Um, so those are two things, uh, that he's going to call on, that he's going to call on Congress that they're not going to do. This is something that Brez and I have been talking about. Is this the unofficial start to Biden's reelection campaign? Will we hear new framing around his policies that are, um, that, uh, indicate a new tone going into 2024? I mean, if you believe the reporting and I tend to believe the reporting, cause it's literally the business we're in, um, the president's going to announce sometime in the next two or three months his reelection campaign. Does this sound like a at least a new kind of test drive of of uh, of messages ahead of that um, ahead of that that reelection campaign? And let's talk about number four, Anna, the debt limit. How much does Biden talk about the debt limit fight? This is the biggest legislative battle of 2023. Biden's already in conversations with Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who, by the way, will be um, presiding over his first State of the Union as Speaker. Um, McCarthy gave a speech on Monday night, kind of laying out what he thinks the debt limit fight should look like. Um, and he called on the president to sit down and make a plan and curb spending and all of that stuff. This was a pre buttle. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that he did it. It didn't it didn't tread a lot of new ground, but it did get McCarthy in front of a camera. I don't know if I don't think anyone took it live, but I think it was still an interesting move. But um, Willie put some meat on the bones. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big question, right? I mean, a lot of this is going to be uh, pomp and circumstance, clapping, who claps, who doesn't, who stands, who doesn't, right? The, this is kind of the, the typical Washington. I think the question, though, to look for is what what is the messaging overall? Biden has largely been uh, pretty uh, conciliatory so far. Uh, I, I think when it comes to uh, Kevin McCarthy and, and wanting to work with him, 
him when it comes to the debt limit fight. What does that look like when he's on the world's stage? Um, they are both clearly teeing themselves up to try to kind of position themselves and, and put themselves in the best uh, negotiating position possible. What does that look like from uh, this White House? I think we're going to see that uh, in, in coming to focus tonight. It's going to be something uh, clearly that's going to have probably, I mean, as much as you, you said, uh, a lot of this earlier stuff is the pie in the sky versus reality. It's a lot of broad brush strokes. Is this kind of his big, you know, kind of opening opening salvo when it comes to the 2024 um, presidential cycle. This to me is, though, the, the meatiest of what 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 has to get done. Right. And the actual political positioning uh, for which he is going to be kind of setting the tone and the stage for what we will be covering. And a lot of uh, the world is focused on uh, right uh, over the next several months. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning, Jake. Uh, our very own Andrew Desiderio has a great item this morning looking at Washington vis-a-vis the world, what Biden will say about America's role in the world. I, I think particularly interesting given the fact that we are, you know, just over a, a year into the uh, Ukraine conflict. You also have the China balloon, uh, you know, spy balloon uh, controversy. Uh, I, you know, what say you when it comes to the foreign policy aspect? Yeah. So, I mean, listen, Ukraine, he is facing a um, uh, a skeptical a, a Congress that's more skeptical than he's accustomed to, at least um, on the Ukraine front. And he has, you know, he has a a, a big challenge there. I mean, the Republicans are not super eager to spend a bunch more money on Ukraine. I saw someone. I think it was uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, or I'm not, I'm not actually sure, but one of the House conservatives say we're spending a billion dollars a week or something like that in Ukraine. Um, I'm not fact-checking that, but I mean, this is the general vibe among House Republicans, uh, at least on the right, um, that Ukraine is a waste of money and, and you know, they're not willing to do it. I think that's going to be a... That is going to come home to roost at some point in the next, you know, six to eight months. Um, uh so that that is the that is the banner headline to us is what they are doing what he says on Ukraine and if he tries to make a point there China um you know um this is uh, the competition between the US and China would is 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 at the forefront of the mind right now now that we had a balloon traverse the United States um and uh uh had to be shot down by by a fighter jet over the you know off the coast of of South Carolina um does he? How does he put it in the larger context of the uh, com- competition between the U.S. and China and Afghanistan? Is the big thing that he probably won't me- mention um, is the uh, the Afghanistan uh, blunder from a couple years ago. We're mostly out of Afghanistan in the sense that it's not really a topic of huge conversation between on, on Capitol Hill or anything like that. Um, but that is something that we don't expect to hear a ton from, a ton about. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. What to watch in today's border hearing. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee is starting its hearing on the state of the U.S.-Mexico border today. Republicans say the panel's hearing titled On the Front Lines of the Border Crisis, a hearing with chief patrol agents will serve as a fact-gathering mission into what they see as the failures of President Joe Biden's immigration policies. Obviously, the kind of the first... 
um, foray for House Republicans into what they ex- what we expect to be kind of a long running, um, you know, kind of a, a storyline for House Republicans when it comes to their investigations, particularly uh, I think they want to highlight what they see as Biden's failures at the border. Yeah, uh, they have two uh, Republicans have two um, uh Patrol agents Gloria Chavez of the Rio Grande Valley sector and uh, John Modlin of the Tucson sector who are going to be testifying today. This is going to be a big moment for House Republicans uh, in the sense that um, they are going to try to make a make lay this at Joe Biden's foot feet rather. Um, and that is a, um, you know, that's a that's the the theme of this Congress. Uh, Democrats are going to um you know, I was talking to a Democratic aide last night about this who, you know, was somewhat worried about how Democrats would respond to this hearing. And I think Democrats largely agree that the border is an issue uh, for Biden and it's it's a it's a blind spot. I'd be curious, by the way, if he does mention border security tonight, uh, that will be something that's really interesting to me, whether he mentions that and how big of a cheer it gets from House Republicans. Um, but this is the on the front lines of the border crisis, a hearing with chief patrol agents Very interesting hearing. We'll be all over it and we'll have some stuff, some reporting probably in the midday and p.m. editions as we approach the State of the Union. All right. Just a friendly reminder, if you check out this morning's Punchbowl News AM, we have the punch list. State of the Union 2023. We are reviving the punch list for the State of the Union. You can watch the speech along with Punchable News and share how many you heard on social media. You can take our official channels and with the hashtag the punch list as you watch. You can uh, download and print the image uh, at your leisure. So we hope that you will do that with us. It'll be kind of a fun way to follow along. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbolt.news. Have a great day and stay safe. <laughs>